fast note before we get started today. Please know this podcast may contain content that may be disturbing to some listeners. All opinions expressed are that of the individual and are not meant as a substitute for professional mental health or medical advice. We advise reading the show notes for more detailed description before you listen to this podcast. Remember, mental health matters. Please take good care of yourself. Hello and welcome. It's Tammy Lawrence, Symbolisti here. Thank you for joining us for the I'm Still Here, Messages from the Other Side podcast. Each week, we'll be talking to individuals who believe that they have had messages from the other side. So interesting to hear as we all share our time together still here. Hello, everyone. Today, we're talking with Betsy Wurzel, the host of the podcast Chatting with Betsy. Although she's retired, she in past was a licensed practical nurse and a preschool teacher's aide. Betsy is the founder and creator of an Alzheimer's group on Facebook. She found her voice, power, and gifts of wishing to help others after being a caregiver to family members with Alzheimer's and a mother to a special needs child. Hello, Betsy. Hi, Tammy. Thanks for having me on. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm so glad that you came to talk to us. You're welcome. My pleasure. You believe that you've had some signs from the afterlife. Could you tell us about that? Oh, yes. I've had a lot, Tammy. <laughs> I'll start with the uh, first one. I'm not sure how long it was after Matt um, died. Maybe it was right after I felt him sitting on the bed and uh, touching me and uh, giving me a, a kiss on the cheek. I felt that and I don't, <laughs> I know this sounds weird. Maybe people might think I'm a little woo woo. <laughs> uh, Max TV had stopped working for a few months before he died. And I know something told me to try it again. And I tried it and it worked. <laughs> One time I saw a light from where he sat to his kitchen chair, I saw a ray of light. And I'm thinking, okay, am I hallucinating? Uh, you know, a pre-migraine hallucination. And I walked towards the light. I said, Matt, is that you? And the light went away. And then another time, I saw this beautiful yellow arch with flower designs in it and my son was in the room I said Josh do you see that he said no but I know what I saw and I walked towards it and it disappeared and I I looked up yellow means joy so Matt was telling me that he was happy <laughs> and one time um I had gotten water in the basement and I was exhausted and I was crying and on my bedroom shade, I saw a star, a big yellow star. And I said, that's you, Matt. You're telling me everything's going to be okay. I also, um, this is really funny. I was talking to a friend of mine. And all of a sudden, I felt like a breeze up my cheek. And the phone starts going crazy. Buttons pressing. The screens are changing. And my friend said, Betsy, are you playing with your phone? I said, no, that's Matt. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how they like to mess around with technology, isn't it? Yeah. 
For listeners, could you just explain who Matt is? Matt was my husband of 39 years. He was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's at the age of 56. He died on New Year's Day, 2020. And uh, when I wrote to you and I said, there's humor to that date, I saw the humor and the irony of that date. I know your your viewers might say, are going to say, she's cuckoo. But when we got married, Matt wanted a date that he wouldn't forget. So I picked November 1st. What day does Matt die on? The 1st. <laughs> January 1st. He didn't want me to forget, like as if I could. <laughs> right. And uh, I told Matt, because Matt was up in the hospice unit the week of the holidays, Christmas uh, through New Year's. And I said, Matt, please don't die on Christmas because Josh, our son, will always associate you dying with Christmas. Please don't die on Christmas. So Matt made it through Christmas. And I said, OK, Matt, you could go now whenever you want. It'd be better if you waited till New Year's financially, you know, because here in the U.S., Social Security, I wouldn't get his check. Now, I know that might sound terrible, but when you need the money, it's not so terrible. Yeah. <laughs> He died on New Year's Day when it was New Year's Eve and it was 12 o'clock and I kissed Matt. I said, okay, Matt, you could go now. It's New Year's. You made it. Thank you. And he died at 10 to 7 in the morning. I heard him. I had fallen asleep and I heard the way he was breathing. I said, he's going to be going. And that was like 10 to 6 and he died at 10 to 7. Half a Tammy. So I get intuitions and I, you know, feel things very deeply. Sometimes I wish I didn't, but how I am, I have to embrace it. So you see, you've seen images of light and yellow as associated with Matt every time. Does he still contact you? Do you feel now? Uh, yes. <laughs> I Sometimes I see feathers, white feathers inside and outside. I also heard chimes recently i don't have chimes my neighbors don't even have chimes and i looked that up and it said that an angel or someone that you love is contacting you you know i don't like to say my late husband matt because i feel he's still with me he's always in uh, in my heart and will always be part of me so i don't like saying my late husband someone even commented to me one time they said betsy you talk about matt and they're like like he's still alive. And I said, well, to me, he is. He's very much with me, not in the same physical form, but I talk to his picture. I ask Matt to visit me every night in my dreams, and he does. Every night I dream about Matt, he's in my dream. Oh, that's amazing. I love it when they come into dreams. It just makes you wake up and you feel like you actually did have a physical visit with them, even though it was just a dream. Yes. Yes. I love dreaming about Matt. I had a really strange dream. Can I tell you about my brother who died? Sure. My brother died uh, January uh, 9th this year. And I had a dream that Bradley was, a he was dressed as a mailman. He handed me a letter and it was weird. And then about two or three weeks later, I get a letter uh, from my mom and Bradley left Josh money. Wow. And he was telling me 
that was his message that he was going to send me something. It was really bizarre. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, obviously because it was unexpected too, right? Yeah, actually when my brother died, unfortunately we couldn't visit him because of COVID. Mm -hmm. But when my brother died, I felt a cool, like a cold, not even a cool, a very cold draft around my feet. And like something was touching my hands. My hands were freezing. And I said, Bradley died. I know that he, he's gone. And and he he had died. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I, I can't, it's something you can't explain, right, Tammy? It's just happens yeah i know when my best friend passed away she it felt like she hugged me one day and it was a short a few days after she died and that's the strangest thing to explain to someone that you got a hug from somebody from the other side but i physically felt as if she was there it was like i received a hug and i knew it was her yes one day i was in my car and a big white butterfly was flying around and I didn't get out. I was looking at it. And I said, is that you, Matt? He said, hi, Matt. <laughs> I just, I, I do. I talk to Matt. I go to his grave and I talk to him. But I talk to him in the house. I feel like he's not gone in some ways. And I'm going to keep his memory alive. And um, when you get these messages, how do you know it's him? Or you just have a knowing that, yeah, that's him for sure. Yeah, I believe that's him because no one else who died has sent me those signs. <laughs> My mother-in-law, this is funny. <laughs> My mother-in-law, she had Alzheimer's also. I took care of her for five years. We lived with her. I guess she didn't want me to live in this house, but it was around the time of her wedding anniversary. The shower curtain rod kept dropping on my head. It just would drop on my head. And I put it up, it dropped down. And I said, okay, Mary, this is the situation. I live in your house. I'm taking care of your son. You know I am. And I took care of you. So leave me alone. <laughs> and it stopped. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I did have a sign from my father-in-law one day, uh, many years ago. It was his birthday. And one of my dolls, a musical dolls, went off by itself. I wasn't even near it. It just went off. I said, hi, Don. Uh, I, I just weird phenomena things. And sometimes I think I could see Matt passing by. Like I'll see brown hair. He had curly hair when he had hair. <laughs> and I think he's walking by me. So I, I do believe that, and I, I didn't believe this before, but I do believe now they do give you signs because I know I was not hallucinating. I know I saw what I saw. I never mm -hmm. saw it again, but I know what I saw was very real, very bright, vibrant. That yellow arch was gorgeous. It was beautiful. The decoration in it, it was flowers and it was just beautiful that never came again, but I know that I saw that. 
Well, I'm so glad that you got received those messages. So you said that you didn't believe it before and then you do now. So what advice would you have for someone else who maybe has not received a message for them to receive a message? I would say talk to your loved one. Uh, I would ask Matt, you know, show me signs that you're happy, that you're okay. I also would ask Matt to show me signs that um, he forgave me because I felt so guilty. One of the things about caregiving is feeling guilt. And we had, unfortunately, the home hospice from hell experience. So I would cry every night, you know, Matt, forgive me. And I think it was his way of showing me I am happy. I'm not thinking about what happened. And uh, get emotional. I had an epiphany on New Year's Day this year. And I was sad because it was the anniversary of my passing. And I said to myself, I can be sad. I can also be happy of the life that I had with Matt and the time we had together. So you can have both emotions. And I felt Matt saying to me, Betsy, I'm not thinking about what happened. Forgive yourself and move on. Don't let this guilt get to you. Fly your wings and do what you're supposed to be doing. And then I, I stopped. It was such a strong epiphany that I, that I received. And he's saying, it's time for you to fly. That's beautiful. Grief is such a complicated mess, isn't it? I mean, it's, you can, like you said, you can feel two emotions at the exact same time. And sometimes it's 15 emotions and these waves that come and go definitely complicated. <laughs> yes. And you know what, Tammy, I, I think, you know, because I'm in a lot of caregiver groups and I, I have my own, People think they're the only ones who feel the way they do and they're not. And we need to have these conversations. We need to start talking about planning the end of life, death and dying. It's a part, it's a circle of life. And to honor our loved one. I had some knucklehead <laughs> say to me, I should stop talking about Matt because he's gone. And when I raised awareness and I said, that will never happen. I will always talk about Matt. He's the reason why I went in my car to raise awareness. He's the reason why there's a chatting with Betsy. He's the reason why there's hashtag kick Alzheimer's ass movement. He was the catalyst. I told Matt, I put it out there in the universe that I will tell the world about you. Don't know how I said some way. <laughs> and Matt being Matt, he was very quiet. He would say, don't talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> Late. Um, yeah but then he would it's funny because when I would do the show I would say okay Matt be good you know I'm gonna be recording now okay as soon as I start recording he starts yelling <laughs> so on some shows you can hear him in the background yelling but that's the reality of somebody with uh, Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel that through Matt's journey, and I thanked Matt for his journey when he was dying, for changing my life. Um, I'm grateful for Matt's journey, as hard as it was, because through his journey, 
I found my voice and my uh, gifts and my power. I stepped into my power. And I'm a whole new person. I mean, I'm going to be 64. <laughs> I discovered my gifts and my power at 60. It's never too late, folks. Any age, step into your power. Accept who you are and love who you are, flaws and all. You know, there's nothing wrong with loving up on yourself and showing the world who you are. That's my <laughs> words of wisdom. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fantastic. And how would you advise somebody to love onto themselves when they're going through the grieving journey? We're our own worst enemy and our own worst critic. Caregivers especially will feel guilty about anything. Did I do enough? Did I not do enough? Did I should have done this? I should have, you know, should have, would have, could have. The harsh reality of Alzheimer's or any dementia is that they're going to die. No matter what you do, no matter what you, you don't do. But as long as you're not being abusive, of course, you know, neglectful, that's a whole different topic. But you did everything you can. This disease is a monster. It's going to take away your loved one. Be prepared for it. Show yourself the same love and compassion and grace that you do with other people. It takes grieving is a messy process. It's not neat and packaged. Um, and everyone's grief journey is different. Some days are good, uh, and some aren't. Some moments are, aren't good. But I was determined I was not going to drown in my grief and feel sorry for myself. A lot of times I do have a pity party, but that wouldn't be honoring that. And that would be letting Alzheimer's win. And I'm stubborn and I'm a fighter and I'm not letting Alzheimer's win. I believe in paying it forward. And if I were to be wallowing in my grief, I couldn't be helping people. And helping people for me is my way of helping with my grieving process. To know that I am helping someone else really makes me feel good about myself. And I feel that it's my responsibility as a veteran caregiver to help someone else. I wish somebody would have helped me in my beginning. I want to help people. I want to provide resources for people. That's why I do my podcast that I wish I knew when Matt was alive. And that's what really I'm about. And I think everyone needs to find their niche. What lights their fire, what feeds their soul, and do it. And if it feeds your soul, you'll know it. If it doesn't, you'll know that too. And I found that feeds my soul. It is very important work because there isn't an easy manual that says, okay, if somebody has Alzheimer's, this is the process of what's going to happen. I mean, there are books out there, but not the same as firsthand experience to help to guide you through. Very true, very true. It I tell caregivers and even people who aren't, learn about this disease. It's the number six killer. Reading about it, living with it, yes, that's two different things. Become knowledgeable about your loved one's dementia because they're all different. And everybody is different, but at least I'll give you a guideline. When my mother-in-law, I said my mother-in-law took me to Alzheimer's school 20 years ago, there was not information like there is now. 11 years ago with Matt, when he was diagnosed, was not the information that there is now. I'm kind of jealous of caregivers now because 
the information highway. Uh, there's webinars going on. There's so much education out there that they have to want to learn. And, you know, I say you have to learn about this disease and you have to learn how to be an advocate and you must advocate for yourself and for your loved one. Absolutely. You have to be an advocate. You know, we don't speak up. There won't be any changes. And I'm not afraid to speak up anymore. I know I have to speak up. I like never it, knew I had to speak up. <laughs> <laughs> People were looking to find you on the internet. Where would they go? Well, I have my own Facebook page, a personal page, Betsy, B-E-T-S-Y Wurzel, W-U-R-Z-E-L. And my Facebook support group is hashtag kick Alzheimer's ass movement. You're welcome to join. And then I had Chatting with Betsy, which is on your favorite podcast outlet. I have different guests. So it's a variety of topics. Well, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to speak with us. I've, it's been a wonderful to talk to you and to learn a little bit more about the Alzheimer's journey, which I didn't know that much about. And also to hear your experiences that Matt is still here somewhere connecting with you. That's just fantastic. Uh, my pleasure, Tammy. And I thank you for having me on. And listeners, just ask your loved one to show you a sign and look for it. My friend, her two children died. She sees red carnals near her. She's always seeing signs. Look for them. They're there. Thank you, Tammy. I totally agree with that. Well, thank you. Have a nice day. You too. Bye-bye. We are so grateful for our guests for sharing their time with us and sharing their experiences. It's wonderful to know that we're not alone, and it's so great to hear that even though our loved ones have passed, that they are still here with connections, albeit different from before. Be sure to subscribe and to share this podcast. If you have an experience that you'd like to share, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Please email me. We're also grateful to Kevin McLeod and to Computech for sharing this wonderful background music entitled Happy Dreams. Thank you for sharing your time with us. May you enjoy your time still being here.